Welcome back to Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Madeline Davies. I'm your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And this is going to be a very bittersweet episode. We are going to kind of take an indefinite pause on the show while we rejigger some things and figure out what's not working and what is, and ideally come back with something bolder and stronger and sexier something than it was before. beautiful and strong and fresh. So this is not goodbye, it's see you later, it's but we you, don't know when yeah. see you later is going to be. It's, see you later could be never. <laughs> <laughs> this is either see you never or see you in six to months. See you, see you sometime. See you event. Yeah, neither of us, as far as we know, knock on wood, are dying. No, I mean every as I mean insofar as much as everybody's dying every day. Every I knew, moment. I knew we I were knew gonna you. go there. <laughs> I just like to remind people of mortality at every turn. I opened the door. You did. You walked on through. <laughs> you, you know better than to open that door because I will run through it, and I never run. No, I. I mean, I. I love it. I. I love. I love your nihilism. Thank you. <laughs> I was talking to someone recently where I was like, I'm like a really upbeat nihilist. You I are. think that's my like kind of brand is I think that I think that's accurate. Yeah. I'm like, it's kind of cool. It's fun that nothing matters. It's freeing. It is. Well, it invites chaos in a way that um causes me great stress. Or you're just like, oh, you're like just so anxious over this one decision. Guess what? Grand scheme of things. Nothing matters. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Everyone's gonna die eventually. You're gonna be forgotten in Two if seconds. you're lucky. Three generations. If you're lucky. If you're normal, too. <laughs> That's true. You know I, your great-grandmother's name? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. No. I don't know, I don't know I was just like, do I have one? Obviously, I have one. I just panicked. Do I have one? I was one? like, I don't know. <laughs> Both of my grandparents just sprung from the earth, fully um, formed, like oh, little yeah. cabbages. Yeah, it's like some sort of like um, creation myth. Yeah, it was just I don't have I only have the family that I have like laid eyes on, so <laughs> that means anything that came before came from came from a little turnip patch. Sure, right? Yeah, it seems fine. I I'm with you. I Thank support you. That I appreciate that. So right. So as this is our final episode for the Momento, Maddie and I thought it would be fun if we just sat in this room as we have for. Like a year, a long time. Yeah, um, I think it's. I think the podcast has been on just over two years. Yeah, so. and I joined. I don't remember. Yeah, never. It, it's forever. like it's like you were always here. It's like I was always here. I was in the woodwork, and then I materialized. Yeah, in like another creation. Myth. <laughs> yeah, I grew from this table. So we are going to sit in this room together, just the two of us, and we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play it a little loose. We're going to talk about some stories of the week. We're going to probably go on some rants. Yep. Some riffs. Ooh, love to riff. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, dry your tears, which I'm sure are flowing. <laughs> Start dismantling the altar. Someone's on the, like, you're on the subway or the bus and you're like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was going to say <laughs> ma'am. And then I was like, well, I don't know. Ma'am or like, sir. Look, there's no cis straight men who are just like, yeah. I can think Except of. Except for my dad. Yeah, my dad listens to this also. What's up to Robin? Hey, Dave. We have like a nibble of dirt 
that uh, is dirty. Yeah, this is actually pretty dirty. This is actually pretty filthy. Dirty in like a hubba hubba way. Dirty wow, in wow. a... <laughs> you moving your eyebrow? I can't do it. Okay. Uh, I can't do it without help. Maddie just lifted her eyebrow with her finger. Okay, here's this tiny dirt nugget that I found. Mel B. and Jerry Hallowell of the Spice Girls might have slept together. Yoink. Um, okay. I feel I feel no particular way about this. I think I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I think if you're like young and in like any kind of traveling group, right, there tends to be some mashing aparts. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're together 24/7, you're on a tour bus. Like, you're so close to these people that they're, like, your friends, also your family, possibly your lovers. If you want to be my lover, you also are my friend. What? They were giving us clues all along. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. I also just think, like, yeah, like, they're probably, like, partying a lot. Yeah. And, you know? Shit happens. I mean, shit things, happens. things happen, you know? What happens on the Spice World tour bus stays uh, in our hearts. <laughs> And stays there until someone flaps their jaw and says something about it in 2019. Yeah, this is where we are. Tour bus was like the birthright trip of uh, (laughs) British pop stars. (laughs) You know what? I feel like both of them have, at least one of them has either denied this or has been kind of like, yeah, like, no, we didn't do that about this. But I think they did. Yeah, I mean, let's, like, let us have it. Yeah. Just, I mean, there have been so many poopy things, so let us just have this one, like, nice thing. Yeah. You know, ginger spice. <laughs> oh, okay. That's who I, Jerry, right? Yeah, G-I-M. Yeah. These are two of my favorite Spice Girls, actually. Same. Now that I think about it. Although I do think Mel C. has the best voice. Did you watch Pen15? I watched two episodes of it. Okay. I understand there's a Spice Girls episode yeah. somewhere. It made me feel so awkward because my best friend in middle school, like, legitimately did look like Mel B. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. Like, she, like, had the same hair. She, oh, like, geez. She oh, looked dear. a lot like her. Love that. And, like, very much embraced it. And, like, totally. was, like, I think I really embraced, like, sporty because I <laughs> couldn't wear jeans because they made my legs break out in hives. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, track pants track- are cool. <laughs> Um, I didn't know about hive legs. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, it was That's a, it unfortunate. Was a, it was a rough time. Okay, you, you've look how far you've. People come, really though. made fun of me for wearing bike shorts, and look at what's coming back. I around know. Now. I mean, I love that you are a you are a soothsayer for 2019's fashion. So true. I think the reason I did not watch as much of Pen Fifteen as I thought I was going to is because. Those girls are four years, like four years younger than me, something like that. Yeah, they're they, like thirty-one. Because they're supposed to be, they're in middle school in like the two thousands. Mm-hmm. I was um, in college. I mean, I think there's but some there stuff that you're gonna that find like, that's like resonant, regardless. Yeah, I really loved it. I think after I'm done watching all of the garbage, like five-year-old reality shows that I have unearthed that we will discuss later, I will take some time. Speaking of the cultural zeitgeist, yes, Maddie, did you see us? No, I'm seeing it tonight. Ooh. I'm seeing it tonight. I did request spoilers from Jezebel pop culture reporter Hazel Sills, mm-hmm. who graciously provided them to me. She basically just like explained the plot to me and explained like whatever happens at the end. We won't do that. We won't do that. 
great news is my brain is Swiss cheese, so I only like vaguely remember <laughs> what happened. So, so I certain things will be surprises yeah. anyway. I mean, most of it I'm realizing now as I age that I have a listening problem. So I mean, I, re- I listened to all of what Hazel said. Maybe it's a hearing problem. I listened to all of what Hazel said, but I don't know if you I didn't actually absorb it heard all. it. Yeah. You're like a sponge. Um, Sure. You absorb water, but also are porous. Rep- that's true. That is, God, that's awful. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> and you're full of germs. I am. It's true. <laughs> I should be microwaved for cleanliness every three weeks or so. Does, Does that, that work? I don't know, actually. I just I always just throw them you away. You throw them away and they smell like spongy. Yeah. So I should be tossed out right now. Yeah, we're not going to microwave <laughs> Megan. But I'm starting to get spongy. You saw it, obviously. Yeah, I saw it on Friday. How was it? It is good. Okay. I would say it's not great. Oh, that is what I have heard also. Like, everybody's really, really good in it, and it's yeah. super entertaining. I heard Lupita's amazing. She's so good. And, like, the two little kids just, like, distill my heart. Yeah. They're wonderful. And then the guy from Black Panther was also really good. He's hot. The one with the thighs that Mr. everybody— Mr. No, thigh Man. Yeah, no one can stop talking about his thighs. Well, I can't wait to see his yeah. thighs on a big screen. Yeah, and it's, like, not overly, like, gory. Okay, so you know I'm a giant baby when it comes to anything scary. It's kind of scary, okay, but it's scary in like a fun way. Okay, it's not scary in like an anxiety way. Like her, like again, my it's not like hereditary. Thank you. I literally cannot see another film. Although I will see that director's next movie. What's it called? Uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Well, because I'm always like, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm scared, and I'm like, ooh, I want to be scared, and then I usually regret it because I have to like sleep with the lights on for one night or Plus, so. Cheaty from the good places in it. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, then I will definitely see it. I mean, I'll see it anyway. It doesn't matter. But that's it. That's just a fun bonus for me. Yeah, that's funny. You're like, I will never see another movie like Hereditary except for <laughs> that guy's next movie. <laughs> and then everything else. I didn't see Suspiria, and that seemed like it would be scary. I have no stomach for gross either. I can tolerate like a marathon of like what not to wear. Oh, same. Yeah. That's like my that's like my baseline for things that are like it's scary in its own way. But since we're talking about things we like haven't ever gotten to, yes. it's crazy that um Stacey and Clinton hate each other. I <laughs> I know, but I love it and it also makes sense to me because Stacey London seems like a lot yeah. of woman to yeah. deal with. I've always just loved her like white streak of hair. Her white streak is aspirational to me as I've noticed an, a white streak blossoming in my bangs. Oh, nice. That yeah. I'm trying so to lean into it. Yeah, I'm just, but it's not like, it's not nearly as uniform as hers. Hers right. is just very like, Hers is like she got scared as a girl. Yes, yes. Like a ghost scared her as, <laughs> part as of a her hair small girl. That's where the ghost touched her on the head. And then her <laughs> hair sprouted white ever since. Um, I just think it's wild that they get into these like Twitter spats. It yes. always seems like they liked each other on the show. I mean, they're very good actors, I guess. Yeah. If if you if we're going to go there. That show is a great show, although it is very dated. Yeah, I also always hated Nick Arojo's haircuts. Nick Arojo does bad haircuts. He always, Ted Gibson was so much better. He, like, gave every woman his haircut. <laughs> it would be, like, oh, yeah. cl- like close Like a choppy, curls. right. He loved, like, a sort of Kate Gosselin adjacent sort of choppy, kicky, bob to pixie situation. Like, something yeah. that requires a lot of wax. Yeah, I guess like I think of like, as, like, as a curly, my worst nightmare is to get that haircut because it's just like— you well, just, What do you do with it? And it's like you don't have like a cool-looking fro. It's just like a little, like a prepubescent boy fro. Right, it's just like, why did you do this to my hair? Why and did I you leave like me? I felt like he was very leaned into that a lot. I did always love, um, even though I think her makeup is bad, Carmody. I, Carmody, I thought she was a soothing presence. 
Sure. Yeah, I agree. She's dumb as a box of rocks. Insane Botox. Oh my god. But um, <laughs> yeah, Carmody's face like did not move. Like a no, face she should. would like smile, and it was like. Ugh. But she, I thought she was always very nice. I always think she yeah. too much eye makeup on almost everybody on that program. But neither here nor there. A TLC reality show episode would have been something that I would have really enjoyed. We did touch it. We did the trading spaces one, which was yeah. nice. But TLC's corner on the market of like, they have just like excavated every possible facet of like love and relationships. And then also like overweight people. Well, we are going to talk about one TLC reality We are. Show. One that has been on for a while, but that I just recently discovered and feel fucked up that I did not. I mean, I knew about it. I just didn't watch it. Well, this is my mom's favorite show, I think, ever. Really? <laughs> she, so she loves it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so shouting out both my parents, what's up, Amy? <laughs> Hi, Amy. So I tend to only watch it when I'm home with her because I, like, really like watching it with her because she's mm-hmm. like, oh, that is so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Like, she knows all of the goss. The show that Maddie is speaking of and that I'm— Oh, did oh, I not say <laughs> No, we didn't say this After you, please. Um, it is a little program called 90 Day Fiancé. To me, Megan Reynolds, it is the best show on television. <laughs> the premise is—you can probably get the premise from the title, but it is couples who have met, like— either online or in another country, have 90 days to get married because the person coming over to the United States is on a K-1 visa. They say this at the top of every show. There's like a little thing that flashes. It's like, this is how a K-1 visa works, blah, blah, blah. And then they highlight like four or five couples, all of whom are being scammed like to various degrees, I think. I mean, but who's scamming who? I think that's that's the good question. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the couple. In 90 days, we're gonna be husband and wife. Here we go. People say, you know, 19-year-old, she's just using you. Maybe she could be. I met Osuelu on vacation, lost my virginity, and had his baby. She's beautiful, she's sexy, but she has 90 days to get to know my mother. You know, you're a very good cook, Mom. (laughs) My biggest thing that I hate is when, like, a guy brings a woman over here on the promise that he's, like, doing very well. And then she always arrives and he's, like, lives in, like, a carpeted (laughs) one-bedroom apartment in the middle of... Of, like, Indiana, like, nowhere. Yeah, like, and he's just like, actually, my mom is my main source of income. And then when she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why did I do that? Then this? it's like, oh, you don't love me for me? And it's like, no, you don't love her for her. You don't lo- Nobody loves anybody in this situation, you honestly. Don't know. You don't know anybody. Each season is like contained and you can really just hop in at any point because if you were introduced to the couples in the beginning, like the fuckery that is happening at like season, at like episode seven, Will yeah. you you just need like a brief catch up and then you're all good. So I've watched parts of season three, parts of season four. Some of my favorite couples from these seasons, Nicole and Azan. Nicole is a 22-year-old woman from Bradenton, Florida, which looks lovely. I hate her. Oh my God, I know. She's the worst. Sorry. No, so, okay, no please. Um, they met online, I believe. They had ne- yes. they had never met in person prior to her going to Morocco, where Azan is from, uh, he was quite surprised 
She very much misrepresented herself, yeah. uh, both uh, as, you know, in her photos and in sure. her... Like uh, their communications. Yeah. Physically, I'm attracted to Nicole, but it's not like, just like, for example, 55%. Mm-hmm. Because I always want my wife to go to the gym with me and be healthy. But are you attracted to me no matter what? I, I love you, just please, let's go to the gym together. But are you attracted to me no matter what? Yeah, exactly. It looks like they are still together. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I mean, the thing with her was that she Fuck. went to Morocco to meet him. Her mom is like, we don't want you to go because we incredible. think you're too stupid. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Which is like, imagine your mom. Like, it's not like we're worried about your safety. It's like, it's yeah, just, we're worried about your safety because you're too You're dumb like to not travel. smart enough to handle this. And they then, told her that multiple times. Yeah. She and she, like, had, no. she already has a daughter that she was just like, fuck it, I'm leaving. <laughs> but the thing was that like she did no research into, like, what, like, a Muslim government or culture is. Oh, yeah, is. that's true. And so she kept trying to, like, hold his hand in public. And, like, kiss him and, yeah. like, touch and, him, et cetera. And every time he'd be like, no, we can't do this. Like, she wanted to share a hotel room with him and got oh, very, God. very pouty oh, yeah. when he wouldn't do it. And he's like, I don't think you get, like, I will go to jail. Right. Like, this is not allowed here. I'm not, like, just, like, dissing you. Right. Like, I will go to jail. If we, like, are not married and share a hotel She room. was taking that as, like, a personal thing. Yeah. And then he's, like, kind of a dick, too. He but was kind of a dick, like, yeah. Um, in this way that you're just like, oh, think of the green card. Just think <laughs> of the green card. <laughs> Another couple from the same season, different season, Melanie and Devar. Devar is from Jamaica. He was the lifeguard at the hotel that she was staying at in Jamaica. They fell in love Sure. Um, very how Stella got her groove back. It is very how Stella got her groove back. Melanie lives in somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania. She has two sisters. Their names I have forgotten, but they were both incredible. One woman, I think her name was Beverly, had fire engine red hair, like eyeliner that looked like it was tattooed on and was like, listen, bitch, like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, her other sister, similar aesthetic vibe, similar like attitude, both great. Devar's mom didn't seem psyched that Melanie was white. Didn't they end up working out? I think they did, yeah. Like, they, like, actually really liked each other. I think I think that one ended up, yeah, they did. There's also Lauren and Alexi. Lauren <laughs> met Alexi on a birthright trip in Israel. Oh, is she the one who has Tourette's? Does she have Tourette's? I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think that's her. They had to live in her parents' condo in Florida. She, like, gave up her, like, one-bedroom apartment in New York. And then all of them, like, crammed into the condo. And her dad gave them a lecture about how if they have sex, he doesn't want to see a condom wrapper. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to see it. You know, I I understand. I agree, for fuck's sake. I just—those were three couples that I enjoyed watching. One couple that I did not enjoy watching was Mark— and Nikki. Mark is like 50-something. He has three kids. Nikki is 19. She's from the Philippines. Oh, I do remember. Mark's first wife was also from the Philippines. He, His daughter is like two years older than Nikki. They had to have a very uncomfortable like 
dinner meeting in front of like, like on the shores of the lake where he lives in Maryland. Their season is the one that I don't think I finished, but I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I can't, I can't really imagine that one working out, but I bet it probably does, honestly. You've gotten to like Danielle and Muhammad, right? Not yet. Oh, they're they're amazing. That's because, the one that everyone says. It was just like, wait till you get to that one. Yeah, because she's quite a bit older. Okay. And he's kind of like this young, super fit dude. Yeah. Who clearly like wants to go like live in Miami. Where he can wear tight tank tops. Oh, hello. You know? And, okay. Man. Uh, yeah, got it. You know, like he oftentimes just like goes to Florida. And I'm just like, yeah, I think, like, I don't think you're the right flavor for him in multiple ways. Sure, sure. When we saw the scene of you two at the wedding, you said that you could not kiss her. Yes. Okay. Had you guys ever kissed before that? Yes. You have? Yes. Were you intimate before that? Yes. You have. Okay, so you've kind of consummated the relationship. Mm -hmm. Was there any intimacy after the wedding at all? After the wedding? Yes. There was, but... We started facing a problem. What is the, what was the problem? I don't want to say, like, this is very private. But she's like, she's just this martyr. And it's just like, you married, like, a, a much younger man from a country that you don't know. I might just skip and find that one. Watching 90 Day Fiancé for me is like a personal experiment to see if I can, like, stick with a reality show that is of this nature. Because, like, usually dating reality shows, reality shows that concern marriage and love like I do not find interesting I much prefer like a re- like a competition based reality show a so you think you can dance yeah. a project runway a cooking extravaganza I don't get the bath I mean I get the bachelor but I also like don't get the bachelor like I can't do it you haven't mentioned kind of the goat of 90 day fiance Whomst. which is on fisa oh my fucking god how did I <laughs> and Fiza is from Russia. She's incredible. She has had so much plastic surgery Dude. that she looks like a doll. From different angles, though, her face is so confusing. She's married to a guy named, uh, it's George, right? It's George. But it's spelled Jorge. But, she says George, but I um, bet, does his family also say George? I can't I remember. Know. But yeah. he's a fucking loser. Yeah. When I first saw Fisa online, I was just like, wow. I knew she was my dream girl. We traveled the world together. I thought that I wanted to be with her forever. So I brought Anfisa to the US on a K-1 visa. But when Anfisa got here, there was a whole lot that I didn't know about her. So I had to learn it the hard way. And he also is like the same thing where it was like, oh, you didn't love me for me. And it's like, she's like, my favorite line of the entire show okay. is he said, oh, would you not love me if I didn't have any money? And she looks him dead in the eyes and says, would you not love me if I was not hot? Or like, would, yeah, would you love me if I was hot? Would you love me if I was not hot? There you go. And then he's just like, yes. And it's like, no, you no, wouldn't. You fucking wouldn't, man. The last episode I saw with Anfisa, it was like pretty close to their wedding. They got into like a huge fight. They were in, there was like a producer standing outside of their SUV and he had like a huge stack of money and was like, I was going to give this to her so she can like go back to Russia because this like isn't working. But then I saw the follow-up, the like reunion or whatever, and they were still together. Yeah. All right. She's She is an incredible reality television character. She would have a great career. Just a true, uh, again, like I said, goat. Yeah, she's amazing. I cannot believe I forgot her. I mean, I love TLC's reality programming now. I've heard that the next step after 90 Day Fiance is love after lockup. 
Wow. Which is on, um, what what, uh, what the hell is it on? We TV, which is the wedding channel. <laughs> um, and I will get there. All right. Damn. I will get there. All right. I'm um, ready. It's like a tier of reality show that I have not completely immersed myself in. Mm-hmm. Not out of judgment. It's uh, super depressing. Yeah. I think it just like, I like seeing like larger than life characters. So mm. sometimes when it's just like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> I do like the sort of seedy underbelly. Yeah. Like I do like to see the sort of, I guess maybe I'd like to see desperation. Like, oof bare and laid out like it is on these shows. Well, and a lot of these shows are like legally really questionable. Yeah, and like they've like totally. there's been a lot there's been some stuff written about 90 Day Fiance and like how it like reflects on like the immigration crisis in a way where it's like this is how Americans like yeah, they're immigrants, you know. Yeah. And just again, I like tons of terrible things. Yeah. No, um, I I I understand that the choices I make are not always morally or even I just I mean it's a it's a tra- it's like trash. None of us, none of our decisions are. You know that's, that's why true. we talk about these things. That is true. I mean the show is like pure garbage. Yeah, but it's I mean beautiful I, garbage. Again, I whenever I go home, I love to just like curl up with my mom on the couch and just binge. It's so nice. It just goes so smooth. You can look up and like eight hours have elapsed. I mean that's why I watch all of Dating Around. So I was like, this might be fun. And then like, however, like three hours later, I was like, we're done. Basis. I need more. You're just cocooned in your own, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, acceptance of the mediocre. Yes, which <laughs> is how I live my life every day. So that is a show that I would have loved, I would love to perhaps write a dissertation on. Um, but I need to, as I need to solve my commitment issue with television, and I'm hoping that this will fix yeah. it. There's also, as we're going to talk about next, kind of mm. this push into like, I feel like it's like True Detective. It's like what True Detective and Serial like hath wrought. Ooh. And that every single network is trying to like produce their own versions of each. Oh, God, you're right. It's like the offshoot of like the true crime boom, but now it's like diluted into different like tributaries. Right. And so like Hulu now has The Act, which is based on Gypsy Rose and her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard. It's a really horrific story. Yeah. That if you're into it, you should just watch the HBO documentary. It's very good. It's extremely good. And it does a much better job of telling the story. I th- I mean, did you have you how much of The Act have you watched? None. I watched 20 minutes of it last night while I was putting this together and was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it's also, this story like five times for starters. There's like this weird <sighs> controversy too where like oh yeah, Michelle Dean co-created it, who's the reporter who kind of like first really like went in hard on the story. Yeah. She co-created it with this guy who's now like trying to act like she didn't. Right. There is some issue about like, yeah, I guess they were doing press around it and he was sort, she was sort of being erased from the narrative of creating it, writing it being the person who originally reported the story, et cetera. Like if you love a true story about a daughter who is tortured by her mother for years Years. and then murdered her mom, (laughs) here's another version of it for you to consume. When I was watching it, I was like, okay, first of all, yes, I've already seen this. I've already read this. I'm like, I know, whatever, that's fine. But the story itself is so sordid and gross and like, dark that the TV adaptation of it, I think, made it too, it's like too glossy. I mean, as television generally does, I think, right? It was too glossy. It was too like slick. It just felt like... For sure, Ket. 
as that's who that was. I could not, for the life of me, I was staring at that woman's face, being like, "Who are you?" It's fucking Patricia Arquette. Okay, in a wig, bad wig. Yes, bad wig. Wigs get me. I'm so stupid that I put a wig on a person. I'm like, who are you again? Oh, Hello? I can't remember. I'm not going to continue watching it because, again, if I feel the need to be reminded of this harrowing tale of Munchausen's by proxy, I will simply watch the documentary on HBO or I will revisit The Source, yeah. which is the story that was on BuzzFeed in like 2015 or whenever that was. Did you watch The Inventor? Yes. How's your Elizabeth Holmes? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that's it. I just I loved him very <laughs> much. <laughs> um. Holy fucking shit. So this is like one of those stories that I admittedly really slept on Same. while it was happening. Totally. And kind of only really started hearing about it once, like all of my friends read. Bad Blood, which also is same. Uh, the book by John Kerryu. 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 So it's a difficult name. That came out this past year that like everyone is nuts over. Yeah. That's um, the last book I finished. Hmm. Says something about me or the book. I don't know. The not f- really. Fuck knows. Nope. We're doing great. Thank you. But yeah, and it's like, I mean, we're not going to get into the Elizabeth Holmes story right now. I mean, there's no need. But, but it was wild to like watch the documentary. It was wild to hear her speak because they mention her like the deepening of like her voice yeah. in the book. But I was like, it can't be that bad. And then I think I saw the trailer for The Inventor and was like, whoa. Well, and then I saw people being like, why are we focusing on this woman's voice? And it's just like, look, I am a deep-voiced woman. Uh, I support other deep-voiced women. Alto. But that is not her real voice. No. Just like – and all of her like aesthetic outward choices are so strange. The hair. Yeah, like that is one thing that also was commented on a lot where it's just like she like shows up to like the White House looking like sh- like a she got she just dragged out of the bed. gym. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, it was so strange to me that like they pose this as like she beguiled all of these men and I'm like I don't know if it was her sexuality that did that. No. I don't know. She's like not that cute. No, she's not. I mean, she's like a thin blonde woman with big blue eyes that don't seem to blink. And she, I guess she, and she has a deep voice. Or should I look right here? (laughs) She speaks with conviction about something that is like clearly not going to work. Like Theranos, there's no. Theranos. Is it, how how does one pronounce it? It's a. Oh, thank you. Portmanteau of therapy diagnostics. (laughs) Theranos. Okay. Thank you, Elizabeth. Was that good? That I was don't know. really I can't good. Tell. That was good. That was good. Um, but Abby Gevinson did a really she did good one. do a really good one, which I which shook me to my core. I mean, my guess is it's just like everyone in Silicon Valley wants to get a piece of like the thing that will actually change the world. Like that's the driving force behind all of these startups and all of these like people with like charismatic front front people who are like, yes, like yeah. this cup will revolutionize, like, cancer. 
And if you say it convincingly you guys enough, I can't tell. Megan just put a cup I, in front I put, of me. I put a cup with lipstick on it. <laughs> in front, pushed it towards Maddie. You know, you never know. <laughs> Mold from bread cured penicillin. Guys. It's true. These traces of lipstick that I got in the cup might cure cancer. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But if I was convincing enough, and I had a black turtleneck, and my hair still looked like this because it doesn't look great right now, and I wash it, and I talk like this, then maybe. I think it is a thing, too, You where would buy in. I one, don't know. I think this shit happens in Silicon Valley all the time. Totally. Where it's like people have so much money to throw around. They just want to, like, throw it at something that they think will do good. And also just, like, a big part of it is believing your own scam. Where oh, like, yeah. I went on this whole, like, Twitter rant about this, so oh. apologies to my many followers Love for, the, to, oh for boy. reiterating. Boy, oh, boy. I am listening currently to this, like, four-part a podcast about Joan of Arc. It's, okay. The podcast is History on Fire. This is just <laughs> four of the episodes. They do a different person each episode but okay. because her life is so, like, wild and long. Right. It's four. Okay. There are a lot of weird similarities. To Joan of Arc? Yes. Tell me. So, like, both from a very young age mm-hmm. had this, like, insane conviction that they were going to help save humanity. Okay. Um, Check. Both had, like, confidence that, like, was well beyond, like, what their social station was that got them into rooms that otherwise they wouldn't have gotten into just on their own conviction. Yeah. Um, Joan of Arc is described as, like, being very pretty or, like, being pretty, but men – so basically, like, if you if this was, like, the 1400s and you were a woman traveling uh-huh. with an army, uh-huh. you would get raped, like, a minimum of 20 times. Cool. That's amazing. Um, Love that. And somehow she – and that was just off the top of my dome. Point cool. being, you would get sexually assaulted left and right. She never did. Oh, interesting. And the way men described her uh-huh. uh, was as, like, being – Pretty, but so pure that their bodies completely emptied of arousal, and then she was around. <laughs> wow! Like they're just like oh they're God. like there was just no thought in my mind. It was just like, she was just like this pure being. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then Elizabeth Holmes is like kind of described by these men in the same way. Like yeah. one guy describes her as monastic. Yeah. Another person is just like God. She just was like this like beam of light, basically that right. came in. So it's crazy. Yeah, and both of them, like, probably were full of shit. Totally, 100%. Like, there's, like, a theory that, like, Joan of Arc heard voices, like, because of malnutrition. <laughs> oh, um, God. Or she just, like, maybe just, like, had some sort of disorder or, you right. know. something uh, that was not diagnosed. Yeah, right. mental distress. Nothing was diagnosed um, at that time, so. But, like, they both, like, fully believed their shit in a way that was yeah. wild, that just, like, people believed them. Yeah, I mean— I think the mark of a scammer that actually like gets over is conviction. Yeah. Is like you have to you have to believe in the shit that you're selling. And she clearly, Elizabeth Holmes clearly did and still does. Yeah. Even though it has been debunked widely across the across the land. Well, like when Joan of Arc would go to these courts and like talk to these noblemen or the king mm-hmm. or whatever, she would be like yeah, I'm sent by God. And they'd be like, okay, can you prove it? Right. Great like, question. Can Good you question. do a thing? Yeah. And she'd be like, no. The way I prove it is I'm going to win the war. That, I mean, that's one way to do it, man. So you just have to trust me. I'm going to win the war against England. And that's like, and that's kind of the same thing where it's like, oh, can we see how the, the, the Ronos t- Edison right. machine works? No. You would just like steal our our ideas. Right. So like, we can't really like, show you we can't anything. Sh- mm-hmm. 
And just like these people are just like, okay, all right, well, anyway, uh, sure, here's a check. Or like, you know, <laughs> yes, you can lead a thousand troops into it's battle. It's so insane. It's a crazy story. I loved it. I'm always game to hear a tall tale about someone who who's, I mean, whose confidence, the confidence is there, obviously. It has to be. There's no way she could have, like, she dropped out of Stanford yeah. at, like, 19 to, like, do this. Right. Again, well um, beyond her station. I mean, thank you. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the parallels are there. It's just, there's so many things about it. It's just, like, I feel, I guess I feel sort of bad focusing on, like, her appearance more so than, like, the fact that she was, like, a I mean, we focus on Zuckerberg's Possibly appearance, Possibly a sociopath. Too. It's true. You know? Yeah, he looks like a little penis. <laughs> so. I was going to talk about, like, the hoodies. Oh, I think he physically <laughs> looks like a little, little dong. Um, oh, no. But, I, I mean, I'll take it. I, I appreciate does, he it. He doesn't not look like a dong. So, I mean, if he was bald, he'd really look like a dong. In any case, it's just wild to me how, again, how, like, all of these old white men were like, yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Sure. It's like they're dumb. It's fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. It's Some almost like food for thought. Old white men tend to fuck things up a lot. But hey, if anything, Elizabeth Holmes fighting for equality and showing, hey, young white women can also really fuck things up it's when they true. want to. I mean, being a disruptor, not in the Silicon Valley sense, but in the sense of just like, what are you even fucking doing? Like, you are disrupting by, like, ruining everything, also lying out of every orifice possible. Um, that he was my uncle, and I loved him. <laughs> oh, God. It's just equal opportunity. Scammers come in every size, shape. It's true. They're everywhere. I mean, I've been scamming Maddie for a year now. <gasps> out of what? I don't know. Nothing. Literally <laughs> yeah, I nothing, like, I, honestly. <laughs> I jokes could, on you. I could, yeah. <laughs> you picked a terrible mark. Uh, you know me well enough to know that I, like, could not pull off a fucking scam if I tried. Yeah, I like to think I could, but I also, like, wear my feelings, too. You could get me easily, though, because I'm a dummy. Yeah. So. But where's the pride in that? I don't yeah. <laughs> It's like scamming a baby. <laughs> It'd be like trying to scam a toddler. It would be so easy. And then you'd be like, oh, but she's just a baby. And it just would a, feel bad. Just a baby. Just a little baby. Yeah, man. I might watch it again, maybe. Although I feel like there was like a peak of Elizabeth Holmes content and thoughts and we're, chatter. We're, at it. we're on the other side. Yeah. But maybe I could revisit it. Although I am surprised for myself that usually hype of this sort makes me not want to engage with a thing, mm -hmm. which is why I held off on reading Bad Blood for so long. And then I read it. I read it in a weekend and was like, oh, never mind. I mm -hmm. would like to read everything about this now. I have not watched the 2020 episode featuring Elizabeth Holmes, which I was told was not bad. I was excited to read Bad Blood until I found out it wasn't about the Taylor Swift song. Okay. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you have that one. Thank you. You're welcome. For the last show. Yep. You did, Please. This is now is your time. Um, <laughs> Unleash everything. Megan, do you have any like favorite memories from the pod as we wrap up? Oh my God. Let me think. I liked when we drank wine with Matt and Viv. Yeah. Matt Harkins and Viviana Olin, two of our best, most consistent guests. Their museum, Tanya Harding, Nancy That's Kerrigan, right. 1994 Museum visit it. Good plug. We drank celebrity wine with them and I really enjoyed that because I got to drink wine and also talk to people that I liked. Yeah. One of my favorite, I think you were out for this, but it's when we interviewed Sally Ann Salsano from- Oh, sure. Yeah. That was, she is a bulldozer in a good way. Yeah. I think the reason she reached out to us is because I wrote like a snarky blog post about Hunter Mountain, which was her like Jersey Shore 
esque show set at a ski lodge in upstate New York. She was a bulldozer of a woman, but I respect it. And I also like talking to um, why will I forget his name now? The guy below deck. Oh, yes, that was name? one of my favorite too. Okay, yeah. Mark Cronin and Lisa That's Lopez. Right. That was a wonderful episode. I love two when, episodes. Yeah. Mark Cronin and Lisa Lopez, who produced like Rock of Love and Flavor of Love yeah. and This Real Life. Um, it was a two-part episode that was so much fun. That was a good get. Yeah. I really liked sitting down with Matt from Pop Culture Died in 2009. That he was a great interview. Everybody was so great. Everyone, I mean, we've had we've had fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. Just like a really hearty thank you to like all of our guests who have come on. Yeah. It's not like easy to get away in the middle of the day True. to record something. So right. for that alone, we thank them, but also just for the great conversations they generated. The insights. And of course, a thank you to like Bobby Finger for co-launching the podcast. A thank you to all the Jezebel staff who just like routinely dropped what they were doing yep. to come on. Who we would force. Yeah. And then also a thank you to, of course, Manana Mofidi, who is the executive director of audio here, who's been like a rock. And Rachel Withers, who is our (laughs) producer for a really long time. And Levi Sharp, who produced a big bulk of our episodes. Like, we really could not have done it without all of them. No, because it would be so bad. If we did, if it was just Maddie and I. It would just be like an unedited recording voice memo. (laughs) And Jamie Colazzo, who mixed the majority of our episodes. Like, if they sound good, it's not because of us. Because we don't generally sound good. We sound fine, but not great. Yeah. And then, and of course, like, I don't know. We kind of had this like very loyal group of listeners we for did. these past couple of years. And like, I don't know. You guys rule. It, Thank it, you for listening to us talk about truly the stupidest shit. Yeah. Like for hours, hours of hours that you'll never get back. But we are happy <laughs> that you chose to spend some of those hours listening to me and Maddie talk about like our cats. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you to Lenny and Carl and, and Daisy. Daisy. And Krusty, and the boy Krusty. cat who fucks the sweater. Yep. I don't know, man. I am excited to see what we end up doing in the future with this pod if it returns. And our lives. And our lives, yeah. I'd like to know what both of us will do with our lives in the future. Lights out on the cast. <laughs> good. Really good. We had a really good theme song. This, our theme music by Stuart Wood. Our theme music is quite jaunty. We gave him so many notes and he somehow managed to come out up with something. So thank you to him. Thank you, Stuart Wood. Oh, and thank you to Jim Cook for making cool art stuff for us all the time. Yeah. Just thank you everybody for, again, enduring and enjoying. Thank you to everybody who came to our live show. Thank you for not pelting us with tomatoes or rotten strawberries. Two things that I was expecting but did not receive. I think um, <laughs> strawberries are so expensive that why would you throw them? At it a was person? January also, yeah. so someone would have really had to dislike us to get strawberries and then have them be rotten. Yeah, a citrus fruit maybe. I would have a sumo orange. <laughs> Thank you for not pelting us with clementines. That would have hurt. It's been a good ride. Yeah, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to all of our guests who have ever existed. Manana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. 
Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at Jezebel.com or follow us on Twitter at DirtcastPod.